best friend hood. Best friend. 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 You're my best friend. You're my best friend. Best friend hood. You're 76. No, I'm 84. I'm a grandmother. <laughs> Ooh, cranberry apple. I not s- as delightful, but still not bad. Strawberry apple. I, I enjoy it. I can't really taste anything other than the apple. Yeah. Like the do you want to go? I could taste. Do you want to taste this one? I would like to. It tastes like holidays. It tastes like December. Oh, I like that. Do you remember December? I'm uh, just making up a song now. No, I was actually going to sing December too. Tastes like, um, what are they? Garland with like cranberries yeah, and yeah. popcorn. Mm-hmm. That flavor makes me think of holiday season 2020, where I, we were just oh. really drunk and cooking all the time. And at home together, because we made our bubble. Do you know that like our bubble, we are like Glinda, the good witch that comes down in her little sparkly bubble. <laughs> you and I. Oh my God. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You know what I love about seltzers? I don't care if people give me shit for enjoying them a lot. Let people like things. A hundred calories, less than one gram of sugar. Mm -hmm. Tell me what other alcohol content that you can enjoy that would have um, three grams of carbs and less than one gram of sugar. Straight vodka, maybe? No, I feel like even that, the sugar content is higher for the fermentation process. But I thought that was one of the reasons that people really like uh, like things like martinis is because there's basically nothing but just alcohol in it. Like specifically vodka doesn't even have that much sugar content in it. I, I always... Isn't that why it takes on the flavor of whatever container it's in? I always believed that like any fermentation process has to happen with some modicum of sugar within it. Vodka, zero sh- grams of sugar. What? Yep. Zero at all? Vodka is a low cow Because Russia is a very ah sweet country. I don't know what I'm doing there. <laughs> They're not. Okay. I yeah. mean, okay, babushka. Uh, vodka is a low calorie liquor with no carbs, no fat, no sugar, and no nutritional value for that matter. Uh, if you're on a diet or just want to drink without fuel. an overload of calories, vodka is a good choice. Cripes McGee. It has fewer calories and carbs than beer, wine, champagne, and pre-mixed cocktails. Well, duh. I mean, that could be the same set of whiskey or gin or Except those rum. because of the other contents in them. Have sugar con higher sugar contents. But vodka is specifically made of it's potato uh, juice. It's what? Potato but then juice. again, like the bottle that I have upstairs said that it's from American wheat. Well, uh, no, excuse me, American grains. Which I'm, potato I'm is facetious. not a grain? I know. I'm being a little facetious. Well, I I That's truly like the Russian thought. stereotype of like the potato. Is it not like what is vodka made of then? Okay, so I just Googled whiskey sugar content, but I actually Googled Whitkey sugar content. Yeah, so it knows what you mean. It did. Um, whiskey apparently has no fat, no carbs, and no sugar as well. That's how I'm so thin and fresh. But the youth gets sucked out of my eyeballs. 
Antarctica's dehydration. I feel like the search engine machine is lying. Or maybe I just drink too much. <laughs> why? Why? Because wine, apparently, in a four-ounce glass of wine, which is the standard measurement, yes, um, there is 1.2 grams of sugar in wine. But I really thought wine had significantly more. As did I. But that's only sugar for carbs and other uh, content, I would assume. that Liquor accoutrement. C. Uh, I would assume that wine has more. Also, wine has tannins, which, by the way, I came across this uh, like drop that you can drop into your wine mm-hmm. that supposedly neutralizes the tannins, which reduces the wine hangover, which we all know I can only drink like one or two glasses of wine anymore. I used to drink wine by the boatload. By the box. Myself as well. By the box. I don't do that anymore. No, indeed. <laughs> I well, still get no. shit from some of my Chicago friends about this one night that we were having. I think it was just like a random like, hey, we're all gay. Let's all have dinner and boxed wine together. And, and watch Sex in the City? Yes, I do believe that we watched Sex in the City, actually. I went to set my wine glass down on the coffee table, but I, I was angled in the couch, so I wasn't facing the coffee table. So I was reaching behind me, essentially, mm. in a place that I've been a hundred times. So muscle memory. Somebody had moved the coffee table just slightly. Oh, no. So without knowing, I set my wine glass down, heard it clink on the table, let it go. Half of the wine was on the table. Half of it was not. And then gravity happened and it exploded. And it exploded. Galaxy Quest. Have you ever seen that movie? I adore Galaxy Quest. That gray alien. And it exploded. Why would you say that? (laughs) (laughs) Also, like that, that's the life of a person with visual impairment. You move one thing in their oh, yeah. environment that they're used to. Mm-hmm. So you don't move a chair or a table or anything without announcing as much. Yep. Even like I walk around my apartment in the dark because I know where things are. And I moved my coffee table the other day so I could sit on the floor right on my coffee table. I didn't move it back the three inches and ran right into it in the middle of the night my shin split i have a huge bruise oh no it's probably better by now because it was like a week and a half ago but girl i was terrified the cats freaked out the fish were like what the fuck your neighbors thought you were being murdered and they would be on a netflix special uh if anything, they would be the ones to murder me. Let's be real. Oh, my God. I was trying to fill up my, my water filter last night. Yes. So I use my water filter for a lot of things. Like water and ice? Like water and ice and to water my plants. Uh, and I've that's a new thing I've started because some of my really delicate plants didn't like the tap water. Yeah. There's a lot of minerals and salt in there. Yeah. I didn't think about that. So most of them are fine, but a couple of them are like... What the hell? Yeah. Please Please stop. Mm -hmm. So filled it up, filled my humidifier with it, filled it up, did all the things. Oh, that's smart. Because if you don't do that for your humidifier, you're going to have that buildup that happens. And it's disgusting. And it's so difficult to remove. Yeah. So in the midst of like, okay, got everybody else taking care of humidifier. Sorry. Got everybody else taken care of. I was like, okay, I need water now for myself because Mm -hmm. I am always thirsty. She's a thirsty girl. She's a thirsty bitch. (laughs) Go to turn on the tap. No water. Again? Again. Like, do we have a trickle or literally nothing? Literally nothing. So I go into my bathroom 
nothing out of the faucet, nothing out of the bathtub. I hear my uh, the tank in my toilet making this bubbling. Water is being siphoned down. What the fuck is happening? It's like 9.30 at night. Oy vey. I've already taken my bedtime pills, oh, so no. I'm not driving anywhere and I'm not calling anyone because I'm going to be incoherent soon. Sure. So I walk downstairs really quickly. I go outside because my first thought is the fucking water main broke again. We just fixed this six months ago. Mm. Did not. But as I was walking, I noticed in like the garden level um, windows that look into like the building's... Uh, Basement. Basement and... um, What should be egress windows, but might not be. But are definitely not. And And yet those are apartments. And should not be suitable for apartment living, yeah. So I noticed in the laundry room, which, by P.S., by the way, there are some randos that come and use our laundry and just hang out in the parking lot. I thought that they lived there and were just hanging out in the parking lot because it was nice. So I greeted them last week and I was like, hey, guys. They're literal strangers using your building, your apartment buildings. Yeah, because there's no lock on the door. There's no lock on the door to the basement, to these two apartments and the washing machine that is just right at the base of the stairs. So I I see through the garden window, the washing machine is pulled out. Somebody (gasps) has moved all of the things. What? Is somebody trying to steal your washing machine? No, it sprung a leak. And so they turned off the water to the building. So the strangers were smart enough to do that? It wasn't the strangers. It It was somebody that lived there. Jesus. Um, but I, so last week I talked to these strangers like, hey, are you guys new? Like there's four of them. There used to be one. Then there was two. Now there's four. And well, so especially I, if it's cheaper than a laundromat. It's almost free. Like it's like 75 cents to do a load of laundry. That's like it's awesome. stupid, but it's also crappy. So, yeah. so I introduced myself like, hey guys, I've noticed you guys out here. Are you new to the building? I'm the only one that's lived here for more than one year. Or whatever and they were like oh uh yeah totally uh yeah we live in number four you live in number four beep 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 yes i do and i was like oh cool so i've noticed you guys hanging out back here and they're like yeah we just like to hang out here while we're doing our laundry you know hang out here go down and get our laundry i'm like nice we'll have a good night I mean, you can't really blame them, but also... No, and I don't. That is a domicile that is... I wish your apartment building had fucking any sort of, like, security for you all. Well, we have new management now, as of five days ago, so I will be having a meeting You need to, because all of your front doors are None of them lock. There's... There are no lights. Even, like, your apartment apartment, your specific, your individual apartment door doesn't have a deadbolt on it. That's all it has is a deadbolt. Is that it, it's so old? It doesn't even feel like a deadbolt. My my doorknob doesn't have a, a lock. You're fucking kidding me. No, it's literally oh, just chicken. the deadbolt. My darling, my darling, my darling. Please my come darling. murder me. Nope. Fine. Listen, I am not that far away. Call me straight after you call the police. I'm gonna. F- I'm gonna. F- oh. oh my! My stepmom gave me a, a mace. I have a knife. I've got two a ferocious. Knife tigers that live with me and you got a best friend who's going to attack them from the rear yeah yeah sneak up ninja style oh you thought you had an achilles that's what happens when you come after my best friend and that stairwell has three light fixtures in it and no lights working and but i know those stairs yeah you do you've carried plenty of furniture up and down them Mm Hmm. thank you by the way carried a bed i'll carry a dead body (laughs) 
Whoa. What well, shouldn't have recorded that. Nope. No. Let that be a warning. <laughs> I'll leave you to leave it. So now that we have naysayed my neighbors. How do you go, neighbor? Uh, I would kill to have Wilson as a neighbor, and I may have to. Do you remember the ending of that show where Wilson still, he had like. Yes, he was carrying the little. A little fence on a <laughs> stick to still cover yes. his face. I adore that. What's the number one rule in your house? No fighting. (laughs) (laughs) Whether you're a fish, a plant, or a cat, no fighting. Children? (laughs) Be kind. Uh, The number one rule. In your house. I think it would be um, be respectful of the neighbors. Fair. Like I've had friends come over after they've been drinking or after we've been out at the bar and they want to turn on loud music. And I'm like, nope, no, no, no. We're not doing that. Because truly, when you live in an apartment... You have to be respectful because you also want them to be respectful to you back. Yes. That's the easiest way to make that happen. There's been one time that I, during 2020, got really, really, really drunk and was (laughs) dancing like a fucking crazy person. Dancing like a person at a rave. Dancing like a person at a rave. Bingo. And uh, then I realized it was 3.30 in the morning and went, Oh, shit. And nobody said anything. Like, I think probably because it was the first time. So they're like, what the hell? <laughs> if they even notice, like, they're all college kids for the most they part. They probably passed so out they, or gone. Or they were doing yeah. the same thing. Like, who knows? Sure. I, I can think of the five years that I've lived there. I've had one noise experience with my next door neighbors where they did the same thing I did. And I was like, you know what? That's fair. I did that to you six months ago. I'm not going to say a word. This one time. Yeah. This one time. Tit for tat. Yeah. Yeah. Like, as long as it's not a regular thing, I don't give Mm -hmm. a shit. Or at least give your neighbors a heads up. Like, I'm really sorry if it gets loud. Please let me know. Yeah. But I am going to have like three people over. Yeah. That's very, I really, I respect that. Yeah. Rule. Same. If you owned your own store, what would, what would you name it? Oh, no. That brings so many more questions. Like, if I own my own store, what kind of a store is it? I thought that was the question at first, and it was not. What would you name it? Melissa's... Mag- mm, hold on. Melissa's Imaginarium. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's not what I thought you were going to say. What did you think I would say? When you started it and then you paused, my brain went, Melissa's Unmentionables. <laughs> Is this? Do you know what's funny is like, you know how much that I have mentioned of my life here on this podcast. So then, what truly would be Melissa's un- <laughs> unmentionables? <laughs> Question for a random day. <laughs> Not this one. <laughs> yeah, that's where my brain thought you were going. I don't know why. So would that be like the? No, nope. That was the question. Is what would I name it? Okay, Melissa's Imaginarium. Imaginarium. It's like a imaginary. Emporium, yeah. aquarium, all of the ums. With Trying manatees. to do alliteration. Melissa's menad. No, Melissa's imaginarium. Imagine. I want to say menagerie. Melissa's imaginarium of manatees and magical monsters. So it would be Melissa's imaginarium, but the first three M's would be M period M period M period. You know, alluding to the fact that they are. Mm. 
<laughs> Please keep that in. Please keep that in. Because, yes, Melissa's... Mm, it's exactly what I want my radio ad to be. Uh, but why am I losing the words when... Uh, Things are shortened to just the first letters with dots in between. Oh, abbreviations. abbreviations. Jesus fucking dead balls. <laughs> so the first three M's will be abbreviations of manatees, magical mysticalities. Nicely done. Mm-hmm. So it'll be Melissa's imaginarium. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love this. Sign up for our Patreon to make Melissa's imagine. <gasps> Melissa's we should make t-shirts. Imaginarium. We have because we have to manifest things oh that we God. want, right? We're putting that on a t-shirt with a little sweet manatee on it. I would mm, love that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, getting my brain back out of the gutter. Here we are. Question for you, my dear Shyakam. Would you rather sit and watch movies or go on a hike? Do you know what I wish this card said and said? Would you rather watch movies or go on a hike? Not, would you rather sit and watch movies or go on a hike? Yeah, I always watch movies while jumping on a miniature trampoline. Like it's 2001. Dude, sometimes... We all had one. I get on my treadmill and I watch movies. Like If f- I had the space for a treadmill, card. I would absolutely do you that. Do, check out Treadly. It is small. Have you seen my apartment also? Girl, have you seen my Treadly? Yes, you know I how have. small that is? It fits underneath my sofa. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Here I am just I uh, I like a nice hike. I do. Once a decade. Fair. And I've already been hiking once this decade, so I'm gonna have to go with a movie. Yeah. That is muted with closed captions on. Thank you very many. Beautiful and wonderful. Also, that I'm watching from my bed while playing my Switch with my cats next to me. Oh, not in my basement hungover with me. Or that. I On mean, my projector screen. <laughs> they're the same thing. It's the same level of same joy level. and comfort. Uh, what is the most stressful thing in your life? Oh, I feel like that that is a question that depends on the timeline or do you want a different question the moment because that would be a, a, like right now do we want right now right now it is I don't know. right now it is the pressure of the unknown it is striving to meet deadlines it is getting things done it is and all of these things are within the stressful thing relationship right now is my biggest stressor I feel like those are all pretty typical, not typical, but like normal stressors. Like we all experience those. And right now it's just like compounded into one. Especially with, for the first group of things that I mentioned, it is for a certain thing that I'm doing right now, which does certainly have its own deadline. Yes. But that is the biggest stress that I'm going through right now. And it's on top of my multiple jobs, my other responsibilities my other stressors right. and it's something that i'm working so hard at and other people are contributing mm-hmm. in a good way too yeah. but like i can't and i do not want to fuck it up so that's why it's such a stressor it's it's that bobber on the top of the lake of mm. life stress that's where that is so there's that answer jacob maybe super honest you and I have been nonchalantly yakety yakking for 25 minutes already, and I have to pee like a Russian racehorse. Hey, guess what? 
Do you also? That's our norm when we, ever since we started doing the questions, 20 to 25 minutes. Remember my math breakdown last time? Oh, well, here's the thing. is like I hit record without you knowing really early on. Because I sometimes. You did? Yeah, because sometimes we talk about really cool shit even before we hit record. And I'm like, I wonder if I can catch anything good if I just hit it now without him knowing. I had no idea. <laughs> I know that's I why just, I did I, it. I watched you move up to your mic and I was like, oh, we're recording now. Well, it's also what you do, though. Like, you even prep yourself. Like, you try to get your. Yeah, I try to get. But your I record. also take a lot of time to get uh-huh. into my space. Um, we can. Good, because I'm literally clenching my thighs to quell Well, the, slam that keyboard. As much as my ass is going to slam onto that toilet seat because I got to pee so bad. Bye! <laughs> oh, I'm, I forgot I'm supposed to be taking notes. That's okay. Hang on, hang on. I've got too much shit. I just wanted to tell you some random stuff that I found out this week. So Panera was originally called the St. Louis Bread Company, and it's still actually called the St. Louis Bread Company in the St. Louis area where there are over 100 locations. But as soon as it expanded outside of that area in 1997, they called it Panera. And now they're everywhere. I wonder why. Because it's outside the St. Louis area. (laughs) Well, yeah, but I mean, bad marketing choice for St. Louis. Mm -hmm. What do you have, St. Louis? A river? The river. A a city museum? Don't they have a baseball team? An archway? St. Louis. Cardinals. Ah. They suck. Do they? Fuck the Cardinals. The Cubs are better. Okay. So the other thing that I thought that you would really like, also the one, first of all, one that's just interesting, not that you would super like, that Ulysses S. Grant, our president in the 1870s, he got a speeding ticket from a cop in Washington, D.C. for riding his horse and buggy too fast. Oh, so cops have been <laughs> bastards for over 200 years is what you're saying. Also, people just love to speed, <laughs> <laughs> even with horse and buggies. But the one that was on this that I really thought that you would enjoy, um, J.D. Salinger. 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 Catcher in the Rye. Yeah. One of the worst books ever written. But he had only written a portion of it when he went off to fight in World War II. Oh. He loved what he had written so much that he carried the pages that he had written with him when he stormed the beach at Normandy. What? I I know. Okay, that's pretty badass. I do not like Catcher in the Rye. I, I think I read it too late to get the appeal of it. Like, it's such a coming of age story or whatever. I know a lot of people really love that book. Well, and yeah, it's like... It's kind of like Sylvia Plath's The Bell Jar. Like, I adore that book, but for very specific reasons. To know that he only wrote a portion of it and, and then stormed with the him. beaches at Normandy. That makes me think of Tolkien and how he went to World War One and then came back and wrote this story about a fight between good and evil. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He insisted for decades until he died that it wasn't an allegory, but he literally wrote it in the trenches. Or it came up with the idea, I should say. I'm not a Tolkien historian. Don't yell at me. Stop yelling! (laughs) Also, did you know that the total weight of all of the ants here on this planet Earth equals to the same weight of all of the humans on Earth? Just That's a scary thought. That makes my teeth feel itchy. Do you know that it only takes about 40 ants to carry a human? What? Because they can carry... Like, what, 50 times their 
body weight or uh-huh. something. It it takes so such wait, a... so forty strategically placed ants could carry a human body. Uh huh. So we don't even have to do the work. We just have to train some ants. <laughs> or they're going to train humans real fucking quick. Do you know how many ant wars are taking place on this planet right now? Ant oh, yeah. wars are a true thing. Do you ever watch uh, the TV show um, Solar Opposites? Oh, that cartoon? Yeah. I've seen an episode. Girl, there's a whole subplot where there's like this group of humans that through a series of very unfortunate events get shrunk down to ant size. Honey, I shrunk ourselves. I was scrolling through my Xbox game stuff yesterday because PS, by the way, I haven't played my Xbox in... PS4, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. That was well done. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, And it was a game where like, it's literally, honey, I shrunk the kids, but scary like i watched the how could that not be scary dude right like i i started watching the trailer scary and this giant like spider jumps at the camera and i went that's enough that's it i'm out i'm out i'm out Mm -hmm. correct it's called grounded if you're interested did you know that the size of a spider depends on the amount of oxygen in their atmosphere yes i've heard that that their body will only grow to a certain point as long as they have enough oxygen to... So if they lived in a more oxygen-rich environment, they would be even bigger. Dude, I so I was watching this um, compilation of why you should have a cat because I'm obsessed. And it was just videos like glued together of humans lifting their cats up to chase like moths and stuff. <laughs> And then there was a spider, I'm not shitting you, the size of my hand. Yeah. With legs the length of my fingers. And this kitten just tiger clawed it as their person. Like, so it's like at the top of like where the ceiling meets the wall. Sure. This giant fucking spider and the kitten just like whoop. And you see its fucking spider legs wrap around the kitten's paws and the kitten claws go out. And then the legs go up and then it cut to the next video. And I went, well, that's enough internet forever. Unplug <laughs> the internet, please. I'm going to eject my AOL disc. <laughs> <laughs> Time to add this disc to the mobile. I was just speaking to somebody today who said that, you know, like they had to ask um, some people for their email addresses and they're usually dealing with elder. Mm hmm older people and they still had aol email addresses that those were are still viable. functional and i wondered as much as like how do you access those then is They're, it a website i'm they must have like a a term of a term they were of, probably purchased by yahoo who was purchased by so-and-so and like so there's there a term of be, service like right a, a, yeah i don't know but I and they're still using that email address today. That which just reminds me of something. I can't say because, like, I still use a Hotmail address. Yes, you do for some BS. I feel ooh, I might be wrong about this, but I feel like a year or so ago I read something that said that AOL is still like the most common, or it was up until a very recent year, 
it was still like the most widespread email address hosting service. Well, oh, you know what? Because we are just thinking of the country with where we live, but maybe other countries that have technology that hasn't and an economy that doesn't allow the purchase and use of new technology maybe they're still using all of those free aol cds dude aol is still a whole thing news politics sports mail and latest head headlines what? at aol.com discover the latest breaking news in the u.s and around the world we should check out their stock like what is aol worth and it's like an active website does it look good on your mobile yeah so they're putting effort into it. And there's only like three ads. So they're either not trying hard enough or they don't need to try that hard. Copyright 2022, Yahoo. Yahoo. Yahoo purchased AOL Even then, apparently. Yahoo is like... Do you remember their ads? Their Yahoo. old TV ads? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I sure do. Yahoo. Oh, this is so weird. What I had... about Alta Vista? Let's search engine that. <laughs> In the meantime, I found this list of six money-saving tips from frugal people. It's still a thing. Alta Vista? Oh, nope. Never mind. It just took you to... Wait. Tell me. I got a security warning. I believe it. <laughs> and it redirected to a fakey-looking Yahoo, Oy but not vey. actually Yahoo page. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So do not ever try to type in Alta Vista. Alta Vista is almost 30 years old. I believe that. Yahoo quietly closed Alta Vista in 2013. Let's pour one out for Alta Vista. Alta Vista. You're my mister. <laughs> By golly, you are I mister. sure have a miss you. Yeah. Do you know that if you cut your sponges in half? Because think about when you use a full sponge. Oh, we are. You use the corners and then some of the parts is like unused, right? So if you cut a sponge in half, you can get more use out of it also they say to never buy the new tech a three-year-old iphone is almost as good as a new one yep you can get the updates when you go out to eat as a couple split a meal and an appetizer because most restaurants overserve, so you can split a meal and split an appetizer like split the entree like get an order of mozzarella sticks and then split an entree yeah. okay okay Switching to bar soap. It's a lot cheaper. I did and that. There's it no made plastic a huge waste. difference. Yeah. yeah. Order your groceries online, but pick them up yourself. Saves on delivery fees, and you'll spend less on impulse purchases. That's the truth. That's facts how I've be been facts. budgeting differently. And then they say to slow down while driving. <laughs> you don't need help with that. And to don't gun it at stoplights. Also, you don't need help with that. Because a person tested it and gained about three miles per gallon. My little roller skate, ever since I got new tires, <laughs> 45 <laughs> miles per gallon. I believe that. And it's not just because you've lost weight. No, I've gained weight. Poor Sylvia. Beautiful Sylvia. I love her. We love her. We stan a Sylvia. We do stan a Sylvia Plath. <laughs> That's who she's named for. Um, It should be... Sylvia Path, Way, Traverser. She's not a traverse, though. Well, she's also not a pathway, but she <laughs> will traverse those pathways that are put before her, shall she not? Including the ones that are only meant for human feet because she's so small she can fit on them. Mm -hmm. Beep, beep. That bitch I'm can... a Vespa. <laughs> she 
is basically a smart car with junk in the trunk. Literally. Named Jacob. What? Her name is Sylvia. (laughs) No, but you're the junk in her trunk. Oh, got it. Ah. Yep. Ah. Speaking of names, that's Melissa. Mm, That's our Jacob. And And this this is is Best Best Friendhood. Hey-o, hey-o, hi-o. There's something else I wanted to add. Can I see that real quick? It's the frugal one. I want to have a bruise on the side of my boob. Cutting sponges in half. Yeah. We use sponges very differently. You and I? Yeah. How so? Oh, do you not use yours for contraceptive? (laughs) I use them for many things. It's that's I mean, it is a sponge is also a contraceptive. I made that as a bad joke. Anyway, best day ever. Okay, so I've actually been meaning to talk to you about this. About your sponge use. Yes. Because the other day when I was in. Bob, let's get into it. Did you just call me SpongeBob? This is why we need a camera (laughs) recording us so that people can see the faces that we give each other. Well, I got tired of buying sponges. So I cutting a sponge in half, that's not going to do anything for me because I press down in the middle of a sponge and make it do all of the work. Like I I can't fathom just using the corners. Like I, I use the whole sponge. Ah. So I was feeling guilty about how I go through sponges. And so at a certain store the other day, I bought reusable like silicone plastic sponges that I was thinking, oh, this is going to last longer. This fucking I don't bullshit. I feel like that would have the abrasiveness that you need. It does. It's oh. very nicely textured. So think of like the gloves, like the the latex gloves or not sure. latex, but like the thick plastic gloves that have like the bristles on them. Yes. Terrible terrible there's no heat insulation on them so i can't use them okay um also it's just the way the bristles are set up like it just doesn't work well but they have bristles like that they've got like this the other side is really heavily ridged so lots of abrasive power however i was plates and a like non-stick pan and this shit is falling apart in my sink i now have I'm watching little itty bitty pieces of plastic go down the sink. And I'm like, this is far worse than the sponges I thought that I was saving from being wasted. But, oh, it makes me very upset. I'm very interested to see what you're speaking about because I, I, like, truthfully, it doesn't sound like a good idea at all. Because, like, that's what I would use to clean a makeup brush, not fucking cookery. Well, that's what it was marketed for. That's what it was sold as it was sold as a longer lasting no, tool than no a, a sponge Mm-mm. no and and i would say like honestly for you cutting a sponge in half might actually be more useful because especially if you use the middle of your sponge to have a smaller surface where you're putting that pressure okay i see your point yep because for me yeah. that's why my corners get used up fastest because i'm pressing pressure on the, there on the sides yeah where i because i'm using a small pressure point with elbow grease and the abrasive mm-hmm, material mm-hmm. of a sponge this is not entertaining podcast content is it not well it doesn't have to be entertaining this is educational <laughs> also we've had plenty of jokes in the um between i just got self-conscious that we we're talking about sponges i have not because i'm just remembering my joke about contraceptive sponges and it all came back like jingle bells in december also is that really a contraceptive device a sponge i've never heard of this my darling okay and you know what it's almost surprising to me because you are a man 
who chooses to be so in tune with things that involve humans of all types. Mm -hmm. And usually when I speak about things that are usually, you know, delegated to I have a person with a boxes uterus. of pads, tampons. Mm -hmm. I even had a diva cup for a while because I was like, just in case somebody comes over and needs one. And you were like, you what? Fuck yes. I didn't I understand. goddamn love you for that. Yeah, when I was in school, I always carried pads and tampons in my backpack so much do you know i actually i had a conversation with a couple of my friends at a bar the other day and i said did you know that this younger generation the dudes as a kindness will carry pads and tampons because in case their friends need one they don't need to just go search out another female presenting friend they can ask any of their friend group, if anybody has a pad or tampon available. Mm-hmm. When I started doing that, because I Because what that my means friends, is like, like, that's a kindness. Like, I understand that you are a human in my friend group and you deal with some things. Right. And I want to be ready to help you out. Yeah. How fucking gorgeous is that? I got the idea because my allergies, my somebody always had a, a tissue or something in their in their purse. I was like, oh, well, fuck, I should be. How can I repay this kindness? Oh, what what do women? How can I always be prepared like a Boy Scout? Yeah. How can I always be prepared? Not even not women. just for myself. What do people with uteri need? Yeah. Sometimes they need a pad or a tampon. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to carry that with me. I make sure that my office bathrooms at work are stocked with those. Thank you. Like, yeah. Dude, and it let me tell it you, is. it's like it's part of life. As a person that that happens to, and mine is certainly not on a fucking schedule. I go, and don't worry, spoke to a doctor about it. Between like 28 days up to 63 days in between, I've gone. Like, I never know when it's going to happen. Yeah. There's no rhyme or reason besides like my boobs start to hurt three days before it happens. Right. That's my only signature. And then when it stops, spin the wheel. And we'll spin the wheel of unfortune, misfortune, unfortune, misfortune. And it's for most of our reproductive lives. Yeah. You know, reproductive lives, quote unquote. You know, speaking of reproductive lives, like that is one of the things that drives me bonkers about. How that's given a worth? Yeah. Like, uh, okay, so, well, okay, one, like the ageism that's inherently and, and the value of a human's presence on the planet is based on their reproductive ability like but usually only so towards shitty. female yeah because men create sperm and can theoretically impregnate anybody, impregnate throughout anybody. their entire life and multiple times a day mm-hmm. theoretically did you know and yet women can <laughs> get pregnant once baby f- babies in womb get boners mm-hmm. in womb yeah yeah it's not like really a it's not a boner in the way that an, an adult gets a boner, but right. it's a level of physical arousal. Yeah. Just saying, mm-hmm. like, yeah. dudes be doing dudes <laughs> Yeah, from day one. A little, like, I mean, people don't talk about this, but toddlers, yeah. preschoolers, kindergartners, like, also they the, experience erections mm-hmm. because blood flow happens. It sure does. And it, it sickens me when people try to naysay teaching children sex education yeah yes you can do so well you can do so without making it fucking weird without making it 
weird sexual in the reproductive or the pleasurable act like yeah. sex education is also it's literally just this autonomy. is your penis this is your vagina yeah like it's that kid from uh kindergarten cop boys have penises and girls have vaginas exactly uh, if we don't teach children how to properly label their body parts they are going to tell they could tell a, a teacher, a counselor, a trusted adult, well, so-and-so touched my yeehoo and somebody or might go- pickle, Or my pickle or, you know, oh, or my they taco touched your or pickle, whatever. They touched your taco. That wasn't very nice of them and completely, completely Disregard. miss yeah. the fact that this child is saying, I'm being molested. Correct. As a therapist who works with children that have been molested and sexually abused, knowing what body parts are properly called prevents or minimizes the longevity of sexual abuse because a child then has the language to say, this is what's happening to me. Yes. And it also helps demystify part of the human experience, which truly, I mean, what is more magical? No, let me let me try that again. Childhood is still magical even if you know body autonomy. Children should be taught consent from an early age. Yes. Bodily autonomy. So something that I remember bothering me, but I never understood why, was, um, oh, I can't remember what movie it was. But as a kid, there was a movie where there was like a, a kid actor who is like one of the main characters and there was this like overbearing uncle. What was it? Anyway... I just, I, I so remember feeling yucky when this overbearing uncle would like insist on a hug or insist on like sit next to me and putting their arms around and like pulling the kid into them and like squeezing their cheeks. Like, and the kid would be like, no, no, no. And nobody said anything. And like, that's such a, a norm here in the US of like, Give your give your auntie a kiss. Give so and so a hug. Like, no, if a child doesn't feel comfortable with that, you are unintentionally teaching them that they don't have the right to decide for their own body. When you say nope, sorry, you have to give that person a hug because that just because you are young, you don't deserve respect. You don't deserve to set a boundary with what your body is comfortable with. Everyone deserves respect, including children. Everyone. When I was in college, there was a class I took. It was a children's literature class i took it with our friend jay oh it was where we reconnected good with um i won't say her name incredible teacher and one of the takeaways that i still think about often is self-determination for children like she's published books about this about how adults in our society typically undervalue or underestimate children? a child's ability yeah to speak up for themselves mm -hmm. and understand and want things right so her research goes of course more towards the literary elements of that of like how do we create literature and tell stories where children can learn things like bodily autonomy good and can learn good what, that no means no and can learn that if you don't feel comfortable saying or do something you don't have to and when a child says no, that makes me uncomfortable. And a child may not have the the capability of saying 
no, that makes me uncomfortable. Also, but they will what is uncomfortable for a child? You know, like that is such a um, complex feeling mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to give words to. Yes. So to help understand what uncomfortable means, because there are so many different levels of uncomfortable. It can mean physically uncomfortable. It can mean emotionally uncomfortable. There are so many different realms that uncomfortable is a descriptor. So to help children understand that. Because, you know, we talk about like, oh, the seat is uncomfortable. But then you also tell a child like, oh, that was an uncomfortable situation. But they Mm -hmm. went, but we were sitting on a nice sofa. You need to help them understand that uncomfortable is a descriptor for many things. And many things can be uncomfortable. That is, you said that so beautifully. Like that, that's so right that it's not just about like is this uncomfortable because it's a new experience and you don't know what to expect Mm -hmm. or is it uncomfortable because it doesn't feel safe or is it uncomfortable because the texture doesn't feel good on your skin or the blanket our experience is so broad Mm -hmm. we need to make sure that the people that we're speaking to and asking questions of and who need to tell us a story have the words to do as much and that my friends is emotional literacy a part of it so one of the things that I love about the movie Inside Out, have you seen that? I've seen part of it, and I knew I was going to weep, so I quit watching it. <laughs> Correct. But yes. one of the beautiful things, and I, I bring this up in my sessions at least once a week, I would say, is that as children move into adolescence, like 10, 11, 12, their brain, the way their brain is developing and the way their identity develops with that brain development, children are very rapidly able to shift from, I feel mad and I'm easily distracted and now I feel happy. I'm mad, but okay, I've got this need met and therefore I feel okay. To the nuance of, I feel sad that I'm moving away from my friends, but I also feel happy that I have this new adventure. And excited. Those are really conflicting emotions. Like that's the whole crux of the movie is learning how to Because the world is shades of gray. Everything comes together. Yeah. For a child, they don't see it that way. It's so black and white. And that's And without the expressions of how to say as such. I'm feeling both of these things at the same time. Two things can be true at the same time. And without an adult with listening ears to truly hear that. Right. Because how long ago was it that we were feeling that, you know? And I'll be honest, even some of the adults I work with, that's part of our work is helping them to learn. Because if we've had emotionally unavailable or if we've had neglectful or abusive parents or even just absent parents we often then haven't especially for just emotionally unavailable parents like parents who provide and do a good job but don't have their own emotional skills to teach and model for children yeah they will keep you alive yeah they keep Not you alive. necessarily a household where you will thrive you're clothed you're fed yes. you do well in school you do okay in school those things are met but there's another level that is missed in mm-hmm. some cases, be- not by fault of the parents, not because no, they are to they're, blame. They're doing their best at what they know how to do. But because they didn't get what they needed when they were kids. And we can't give what, what we, we don't get. Yeah. Unless we've done work around that. And unless we know what we've missed out on and we've chosen for Correct. ourselves to learn it. Correct. To pass it on. Exactly. And that's, I mean, that, and that's an endeavor within itself. Absolutely. Yeah, which not a lot of people are given the opportunity to do. And it doesn't even have to be through therapy, though. No, exactly. No. Like, 
one of the most profound things that I remember learning when I started my job is that as a therapist, like, yeah, my role is to be this person for a kid, but it's even better if I can connect that kid to someone outside of the therapy room, somebody who isn't confined to confidentiality and all of these ethical obligations, somebody who can just be a mentor or just be a trusted adult who can kind of fill in where parents aren't quite getting the kid what they need Mm -hmm. because that one person might be the difference between truly does take a tribe to grow. Yes. And our, like the U.S., has such a focus on individualism that the tribe and village mentality not tribe but truly the village group supporting of each other it's got to be either your family you got to have good neighbors or or a teacher a good friend group or you got to have a good after school program yeah and that's it. Oh, and they wanted to keep taking money away from after school programs. Right. Cool today. Right. Ah. And yet those places are very likely They're sacred. the only place I, that's that how some I kids grew up. Like I things. went to after school programs for such a long time with my twin brother, dude. That's the only way that like my family survived because I think my older brother was able to just go home, but then my twin and I like we couldn't just go be home and stay with our young or older brother because he was too young to watch over two hellions. <laughs> we weren't hellions. We were just interesting. We used to pretend that we were Native Americans and we would split an apple in half and we would pretend they were they were buffalo brains. I don't know why I wanted to tell that story right then, but I did. Anyway. Those are some vivid imaginations. Also, my older brother had this calculator that looked like an owl. Okay. And I thought it was a game, like a Game Boy. Yeah. So I played it and played it. And I told Michael finally, like, I figured it out. I'm winning now. (laughs) After like a couple months. (laughs) I never did. Turns out it's not a game. It's a goddamn motherfucking calculator. You can't win a calculator. Anyway, we never knew that it was a calculator. I just thought it was a game. Can I tell you something? Hmm. I had a friend who had a fancy calculator and I also was convinced it was a game and I would never, I would stay the night at his house and be like, yeah, I'm just going to, and he, going to play this. He, he was on the, on the autism spectrum. So I'm sure he recognized a calculator. So either he didn't have the social skills to say, dude, that's not a, a calculator, but he was also very social. So I think he knew on some level of like, okay. I'm just going to let you let think you that, that that's a game because yeah. then I can play this one player game over here and you're entertained. Oh, oh yeah. And so am I. Smart, smart kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it was the one that I'm thinking of. It was yellow plastic and then it was in the shape like mostly an owl, but the calculator part was up top. And there Dude, were the all 90s these buttons. were wild. Dude, I don't know. Yeah. His was, oh, I don't even remember what it was. It was a fruit. Like an apple, maybe? I would assume. Like, that's a teacher's thing, right? Yeah, I want to say an apple and, like, that's the a buttons and then at the top. Oh, that is a trope. Which, by the way, this is not the trope episode. No, we've turned it into Nat. In case you guys didn't notice, which you wouldn't have known if we hadn't said that. Tropes owned. Oh, nopes. <laughs> we both just sighed and you are cousin it. I am it. Whose birthday are it? <laughs> My friends today. Dooba, dooba, dooba. Dooba, dooba, dooba. I wish I could do that better. 
I can't. So I've just accepted the doobadoobadooba. It also reminds me so very much of I'm blue, dabu dee dabu die. I know. Oh my god! Every time I watch that episode, dabu die. Oh, I feel sixty-five. That was such a moment in time. That was ubiquitous. That was everywhere. I remember the, the first time I dyed my hair blue. Me too. I shoved my hair into the bathtub and I yeah. sang that song. Now I'm realizing I really missed a moment when I dyed my hair blue where I could have been singing that and mm-hmm. I did not. I was very Jesus-y at the time though. Like that was when I was in my full on like cult in rural West Virginia days. Oy vey. Oh yeah. Like deep cult I, I'm honestly, now that I say that out loud, I'm really shocked that they let me dye my hair. And as I say that, I realize no, because I had a conversation you. about it with my spiritual mother. She and I talked about it and she said, well, it's just hair. It will grow back. And honestly, while you're out on the streets, what was the word? Ministering to people. If you have blue hair, you're going to be more approachable to them. You're going to look like you are in the world, but you are not of the world. And you can bring more people into the light. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you, this might not be fair to ask you right now. Would you ever want to have an episode that shares this, the story of you in that chapter? We could do as light. Actually, yeah. Or as heavy. Because I think it would be important because we are at episode 50 this one we so are. people who are listening know you well mm-hmm. i would he, like to dedicate an episode to that actually and i i want people to know you better like i want people to truly understand why you are the amazing human that i get to see every day the shit that you have been through And the way that you have built yourself, the way that you have found again and again and again and again, the ability to still trust humans and build worthwhile, meaningful connections and to keep striving for things that you know speak to you and bring you joy and bring you good. The shit that you've gone through, Jacob, like I want, I would... If you are willing to share, because these are things I don't think people are privy to, and especially if they hear like somebody who is successful speak, to gloss over. But Jacob, you've been through, you've been through literal hell and back as a human being made of carbon atoms and stardust. Mm -hmm. You, you as a human have been through so much and you have continued to still give your being to service of others i yes yes first of all yes i i would be very willing to do that um because of my experiences i listen to a lot of podcasts and watch a lot of documentaries about people who have experienced different varieties of cults and have gone through their own process with those things and i've never other than one in particular there i've never found a podcast or a book or a documentary that is akin to what i experienced 
because so frequently they are based in other sectors or other factions of Christianity or not even Christianity mm-hmm. or like they're, they're just so very, very different um, that I think if I could share, if I could share my experiences starting with a very typical church that I was raised in and how that led me into yes a deep dive brief as it may have been it was not insignificant um and also not that deep of a dive well because truly six months in west virginia in rural west virginia like to me i'm like six months is nothing like i didn't spend years undergoing these things i had six months of terror yes correct what I meant, what I meant by that was, it's not as infrequent as people like to pretend it is. Not we get indoctrined yeah. all the goddamn time, whether it's through social media, whether it's through religion, whether it's through your own family, whether it's through your workplace. You get indoctrined all of the goddamn time. Or your politicians. Boop boop bop bop. So yeah, I I would be willing to speak about my experience with that. It would probably need to be a two parter because I don't know that I can condense it to an hour. Three or four, baby, because I'm telling you, because I'm gonna, I'm, you know me, I'm an interrupter. Well, yeah, you get, uh, and I've, I'm gonna need to I feel ask like that you puts you in a weird questions? position of like almost being an interviewer. No, not an interviewer, but an inquisitor. Inquisitor? No, that's <laughs> as a worse connotation. <laughs> I know. I realized it as soon as I said it. Um, but a, I would want to be your best friend who has an idea of. I also want to make sure that you are comfortable within sharing it. So I would want to speak with you. Like this would be a more planned out situation where we can kind of plan out what you might talk about so that first of all you can wrap your head around it and be able to feel comfortable with what you're going to share and then knowing the story from as much as i do maybe i can come up with a few Mm. clarifying questions to help people who are hearing it for the first time understand a little bit better right because sometimes i slip right back into that language and that verbiage where it's like yeah that's what i'm well i just kind of assume that you know the the vocabulary i'm using when you don't Right. Like I, yeah. I had you and one other friend that I've shared the majority of that story with. And both of you have had to say, what the fuck is da 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 da? Mm-hmm. Because we've, the rest of us you don't know what that means. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, you don't know what that is? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into it right now, but there are three terms in particular that I'm like, I've had to literally explain this to people. Well, that's like the chicken and the egg. Or nuts to soup. I have never heard nuts to soup before. And I had to teach chicken and egg to a 45-year-old. Fun. Listen, these are idioms. Let's do a whole one on idioms. You wanted you I said really that wanted to do a whole one on idioms. Yeah, I that's think that literally so what fun. my tattoo sleeve is I of. Know. Let us do that. Okay, I have to pee real, real bad. You know what? Before you do that... One last thing I would like to let us do. Yes. I would like to let us wrap up this episode. Oh, okay. Like the wrap of toilet paper that I will soon be introducing to my epidermis. Remember. That you are loved. And you are worth being loved. And we love the fuck out of you. We love the fuck out of you. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you again for listening. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at BFHpod.
If you would like to get in touch with us and ask questions, share your own stories, or if you have a topic idea, send us an email at bestfriendhoodpod at gmail.com. You can listen to us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or basically wherever else you listen to your podcasts. If you do choose one of those places to listen to us, we would just ask that you either rate, review, subscribe, or follow. It would really mean a lot to us. Another way you could help us out is just telling a friend about the podcast. Another way you could support us is by visiting patreon.com slash bestfriendhood. Our beautiful logo and cover art were designed and created by the magnificent Jennifer Bate. This episode is edited by me, your very own Jake. Please join us next time. Thanks for being you. We love you. Bye. Uh, That's how I end it. (laughs)